Go check out one of the hottest clothing brands out right now. That's called Clot. This street brand is fire. Man, they got all the jeans, t-shirts, accessories, and even some sneakers. So go check it out right now. That's K-C-L-O-T dot com. And use promo code Brandon Jordan Comedy to get your discount. What up, though? Welcome to a new episode of Don't Blame Me, Blame Detroit. It's your boy, Brandon Jordan, and uh, we here with a new episode. And I'm so excited to have this person on because this is somebody I listen to every day while I'm in my car. And uh, I'm super excited to uh, speak to this person today. Uh, you already know uh, this, this woman is the uh, moderator of Comedy Hype. She is the producer of the Black Friday Report from uh, South Carolina, a track star. <laughs> She's a runner. She's a track star. <laughs> and also, man, this is just, I just love her spirit and everything, man. So I just want to welcome to the podcast, man, Symphony Thompson. How you doing this morning? I'm great. I'm great. How are you doing? That was awesome, by the way. You know, okay. you definitely got to mention. You know, she. You know, I, I used to be a track star, but it's still in me. It's still in me. You know. You think you can still go out there? I can. I I, I can hold. I can hold a run or two about about a about 50, 50 meters. You think you can hold a sh- <laughs> to, uh, Shikari? Yeah, no, no, I'm not even going to play myself like that. No, absolutely not. I will let, you know, sometimes you just got to pass the time to the next person. Sis, what Shikari is doing and what she will do, I'm looking forward to it. So. And let me, let me ask you this. And since you have been in that field already of being of being in track, how when before the whole controversy of the, the uh, smoking weed stuff, right? How it seemed like she was on fire. What do you think happened with her after when she was able to get back on, on track and field where it was kind of like a slow start for her to get back into the winner circle? Absolutely. So when it comes like with running, there is no place that you run your best other than in a competitive race, right? Mm-hmm. So during that time, she wasn't, from what I understand, I think she was doing like stuff in practice, but it still wasn't that real thing when your adrenaline is going and you're getting those reps in. So to me and in, in my brain, the way that I calculated, because I, I wasn't one of those people that was kind of like, oh, she was talking all that big stuff and yeah. didn't perform. To me as a track star, I was like, you know what? Like, I understand because she took a break from competing in those high level races. So, of course, if you're only doing something in practice and, you know, and it's, it, of course, your, your body is still being conditioned. But then you go to this huge race and you haven't had any big races in between that that break time. Of course, like your body is not going to to peak or it hit where it normally would have if you were doing those bigger races along the way. So to me, it's like I I know it's in her. I'm super excited. Um, I know Justin Gatlin backs her pretty big mm-hmm. um, and talks about like seeing her, you know, at practice like it's it's a dog in her that he's never seen before. Um, so, yeah, people. People are going to be people regardless. It especially because like people yeah. don't understand people, you know, haven't ran. Not everybody has ran track before. Not everybody understands the art of track. So people are just giving opinions without the knowledge of, oh, hey, wait, there's more to it than just showing up and 
performing at this high level. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. That that, yeah. that, that, that makes sense. Because I guess you would think because she didn't sit down that long, you know, the average person thinking like, you know, why is she just, you know, what's going on? It, it was the weed. You know, that's what people was thinking. Like, yeah, it, it was Man, you know how no. many people you don't know how no. many people smoke weed that just ain't got caught. Come on. I I ran with some high level people, and trust me, that high level people, high and high. Like it's it's and even though in our minds it's like it's not that long, but like track, baby, you could take two weeks off and you come back and you like, wait a minute, what what happened? What did I like? What did I miss? What did I do? If you're not conditioning and especially during competing season, if you're not consistently competing and even like I remember um, being in high school, like my high school coach was big on like trying to prepare us for college. So we would go to bigger races, even if, you know, we or he, as a matter of fact, he would try to put us in in faster uh, heats. That's what you call it in faster heats so that our body can get prepared to like you know, okay. run against these top dogs compared to if you're running to somebody that's on your level or somebody that you typically beat, then your body isn't able. And I'm not going to say it's not able because people can do it. Uh, you know, we live in a world with different people, different body types and all that. But the average Joe, like you need those repetitions, especially on that high level. Like I need to run to the top dogs. I need to, on a consistent basis, I need to be running up against y'all all the time. So yeah, Shakara is going to do some amazing things and I'm super excited. I think she just won... Um, uh, I think this is her first time back this year, so yeah, you know, she gonna show up. She 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 gonna show yeah. up. Okay. Yeah. I, I I and I I just and I get that because even with comedy, you know, I've been doing this sixteen years, and I can go two weeks and then and then get on stage, and I might even feel you know off a little bit because yeah. I. So I yeah I I totally get that the reps you know uh always keep you sharp. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They do. I, uh, so how long have you been in Atlanta? So I moved to Atlanta, I think, 2017. So what was it, 2017? I, I would say, because it was like in and out. So I would say about five to six years mm. um, is when I officially moved. But I used to come to Atlanta all the time. Like my dad has been here for 10 plus years. Um, so we used to come visit and, um, he was really big on getting us immersed into Atlanta. So not just like coming to over here. It's like, no, we're going to ride the Marta. We're going to catch the bus. We're going to, you know, go down to different neighborhoods. Um, so I really got to like feel the vibe of different areas of Atlanta growing up. So by the time when I moved here, it was like, oh, this is home. This feels Uh like I'm, I'm right where I supposed to be. You know, it, it didn't feel like. Uh, a foreign place for me. Okay. See, I'm you know I'm born and raised Detroit. You know that's that's where Obviously. I'm from. Okay. But <laughs> but I used to live in Atlanta. I used to, I lived in Atlanta for what two almost two and a half years. I lived down there. Did you like it or you didn't like it? At the time, it was all right. I tell, I'm be honest with you. It was all right. It was huh. It was okay. <laughs> You know, uh, I used to live uh, right off of Cascade and 285 over okay. in that area. I used to live Cascade over there. Indicator? No, 285, the freeway. Oh, okay, got you. Okay, got you. I don't know if you know where that, uh, if you go down Cascade and you get to where it's like a Kroger and then the Walmart over there in that area, yeah. I live right in that, na- that's the neighborhood that I lived in. 
Got you. Okay. That's where that's where I lived majority of the time when I was there. I lived other places for short times. Like when I first moved there, I moved with my cousin who lived in Dallas, Georgia. Okay. That sounds hour, far. Don't know like where Dallas hour, is. It's an hour outside the city. <laughs> so look, when so she was she was telling she was like, Yeah, you should come move down here. I live in Atlanta, this and this. I'm like, okay. I'm like, all right, bet. I get down there and all I see, I see horses and cows and I'm looking like, oh, this. I'm like, I know this, this, I'm like, I know this the South, but I thought Atlanta was the city. <laughs> so that is funny. He was like, no, I live about forty minutes outside the city. No, this ain't Atlanta. Then. That's you, not. Come on, not in Atlanta. So I lived there for a couple months till I found the found the place, and that was the uh, house that I moved to off uh, Cascade, off, off Cascade. Then I lived a little bit in Vinance. Okay. Right, right by the mall, and then I lived a little bit off of Thornton Road, right there. And I Thorn and was a little bit uh over there, and then uh, but Atlanta was experience for me. Like Atlanta was the first first time and the only time in my life that I literally was homeless. Really? Yeah, I was homeless. Homeless like homeless like living in the car or homeless Liv- like living living on the in street? a shelter. Wow. I lived in a shelter off of uh Peace Tree. For two, for it was like um for two weeks. Wow! And then after that, I was like, you know what? I gotta get my <laughs> shit together. And I moved back to Detroit and did a whole three sixty of my life and got my and and got some stuff back in order. That's dope. I mean, wait, it's not dope that Atlanta <laughs> was the only place place that you're homeless. <laughs> but it's it's dope that. You're- it's you know people would just be responding like that's dope like wait let me let me specify it's not dope that you were you had that experience but I think it's dope that you were able to recognize you know what like let me get myself together and just possibly go somewhere else and even if it is back home because mm-hmm. you know some people like their pride to just be like you know I gotta I gotta stay here I gotta make it I gotta and it's like no sometimes like not every place is for you not every place is where you'll thrive the most so, you know, for Atlanta, some people, it's like, yeah, you know, I come and it's a, it's a glow up. Yeah. But sometimes you come to Atlanta, it's like, yeah. Um, but what's it's so, what's, what was so funny about Atlanta for me was it was my first time being around, how can I put it, any <laughs> form of celebrities on, a, on mm. like a, any given basis. Yeah. You know, uh, I had went to, God, I had... Like, for example, I started doing acting classes when I was in Atlanta. And I went to, what's her name? Uh, Terry, uh, the girl that played. Yeah, Terry Vaughn. Mm -hmm. I went to her her school, and that's where I went first. And so it was, like, weird because she was, like, I was, like, I was, like, you know, I grew up watching you on TV. You know? And then I'm going to, I'd be in the mall and just see people. And so them interactions were my first interactions of like, okay, these people got to live just like we live, you know? Come on now. Yeah. Yeah. They are human beings just like we're human beings. Right. And so that experience and just the experience of being living, that was living somewhere totally different of how I grew up Hmm. and meeting people um, that are still my friends to today, you know? So that whole experience, I would never trade. I would never For say sure. that experience, you know, do I don't never, but I don't miss 
having to uh sleep next to to someone's uh smelling like they haven't took a shower in six months trying to and sleep, probably haven't trying to sleep in a chair you know because they don't have no beds for you we sleeping like this you know up wow. in chair you know what I'm saying so but no I don't I don't miss none of that but I but now that I uh live in Atlanta I mean live in LA I miss Atlanta mm-hmm. oh. I, I miss Atlanta I I I would trade Atlanta right now for LA. I, I listen. I would, LA listen, is definitely a vibe. We can, a we can trade apartments or or a house, whatever you want. We could trade that right now. And I'm good. I'm good. I I like visiting LA. I enjoy the nice weather during the daytime because at night it's cold. Um, I enjoy the scenery and like I come off come to LA for, and, and there's some amazing people I've definitely met that are out in LA, but it's just not for me. I'm a, I'm, I'm a Southern, Southern, Southern girl. I like the South. LA, I don't know. LA is just, it's different. It's just different. It's different. And I, and I haven't, like I said, I've never gone long enough to like, you know, experience it on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. But just from what I hear, like when it comes to like certain people and, and just, you know, the Hollywood being right there and people's heads get kind of big and, I, you know, kudos to anybody that loves it. And I, like I said, I think there's spaces for certain people, but no, you can keep LA. Yeah. I see, stay out here in Atlanta. <laughs> see, one, like one thing about LA is separated for me in the way that I look at LA is separating to two. You have okay. your you have your transplants that are here for work, entertainment, business, uh, that type of 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 LA, and then you have right. your born and raised LA, which is totally different because that born and raised LA, they don't want nothing to do with the entertainment. They don't want nothing to do with that. So it's so that so it's separate too. So you get a lot of people that. I meet that are from here um, and I'd be like, hey, you've been to such and such in Hollywood. I don't go to Hollywood. Mm, that makes sense. You know, going to Hollywood for them is a special event. It's right. For us, it's everyday life. Right. And, and that's, what, that's what one of the biggest differences when it comes to LA, how separated it is. I, I feel like that that makes sense. I feel like that may be true for most places because even when you meet somebody which is rare it seems like um somebody that's actually born in Atlanta you don't hear them saying like oh yeah I went to the Georgia Aquarium mm-hmm. it's like yeah no I I don't go to the Georgia Aquarium or you know just like those spots or those places that obviously people that are coming from other places it excites them but if you've been living here for forever you're just like yeah no that is not of my concern that's the least mm-hmm. of my concern so that that makes sense yeah, I still wouldn't trade it though. Wow. You can keep yeah. LA. I like to visit though. <laughs> I like to visit and I like getting booked in LA. But I just can't live in LA. Un- uh-huh. I, un- and and I would and I'm not gonna say that I would never because if the opportunity came and it made sense for business, I would temporarily live in LA. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think I would like raise my family out in LA. Oh no, definitely not. Yeah, yeah. it's it's too city for me. And like I said, I like the country. I yeah. just, I like the country. So let me ask. So as being the moderator for Comedy Hype. Yes. 
how much patience do you have to to uh, have to deal with us comedians? Honestly, I love y'all. Mm -hmm. I love I love comedians because I feel like in my experience of different people within this field and within art, like y'all are the closest to like, or y'all, I feel like that y'all have the most authentic art because who you are on stage most times is who you are in person. Like y'all are just open and sharing all these things about your, yourself. And it's, it's a beautiful art. I have had experiences where in that same mind frame, that mm -hmm. same emotion can, you know, dip into places where it's not necessarily necessary. Um, you know, for example, like if you're doing business, I think doing business with comedians of, from my experience is like most comedians like personal relationships. It's like, mm -hmm. I, I want, I want to know who you are on a personal basis. Like, cool, we can do business. But sometimes I've seen where if somebody has this very business oriented mindset, where it's just like, no, it's just business. Hit me up on email. You know, that I, most comedians kind of like fall back off that yes. a little bit from my experience. Um, so I have noticed that, but honestly, like, I love it. I absolutely love, yeah. love, love comedians. There's not many comedians I can say I've met and been like, mm, yeah, I don't really, I don't really like you. I'm really rock with you. I guess that's more comedian. That's a more of a comedian personal thing. <laughs> now I, yeah, now I have learned like there's a lot of internal work that needs to be done. There's, there's a lot of internal, and because I'm not a comedian, you know, it's I like it, I get a different energy from comedians. But just from like backstories that I get, and you know, just different things that we discuss on the show, there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes. Mm -hmm. yeah, there needs to be some some healing, mm -hmm. some some oneness, some forgiveness, it, and togetherness. Yeah, because it, it goes, man. It's so many different avenues when it comes to comedians. Because you get the jealousy aspect, you get yeah. the um, the non personal aspect, you get you know uh, the he say she say aspect, you know uh, the you know the um, material aspect of people thinking they you know you're stealing from them type of aspect. It's so many different avenues of why comedians for some reason you know tend to not like each other when we're all in the same. It's like this. We're all on the same team, but we're all individuals. Right. It's like track. You know, yeah. It's like we're, we're all here together, but but we're all trying to go, you know, run run the race differently. And so, yeah, it's been some comedians over, over time that, you know, that I haven't cared for. And it's not too many. It's only maybe a handful that I, I might really just don't rock with. And right. I give you an example for one. Of course, I'm, I'm not going to say, say their name. But it's a female comedian that I don't rock with just be, just off the way that she she moves. Mm. She really like she only really and and I'm telling you like this. I might be totally wrong about this person, but from the interactions that I have with this person, this is all I can go by. And mm. for me, the interactions I had with the um, person was she only really. Um, talks to you if she feels like she can benefit something from you. Mm. So I, I give you the example of 
I want to get Jackie to tell you exactly what happened, the reason why I was like, oh, I'm never, I don't have no energy for this person no more. Uh, we done this comedian. We done done a couple shows together. We then sat and had group conversations together. One day we're at the comedy store, and I walk up. She's having a conversation with another comedian I know. I come up. I say, "Hey, how y'all doing? Hey, congratulations on Just for Last. I seen that you was just on it. Oh, who are you? Why are you talking to me?" Whoa, 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 whoa. And and then in and then in that same instance, just turns her head, continues with her conversation, and acts like I'm not even in the vicinity no more. Oh, I say, you know what? Oh, I absolutely I say, oh, I don't have no energy for you no more. Correct. Because my energy could have been, oh, who the fuck is you talking to? But you know what? I say in that space, I said that's not gonna get me nowhere. Yep. So but so from that time on, I ain't got no energy for you. I ain't got I ain't got no deals. That's what you have to do. And honestly, I feel like that's in multiple fields within I think that's just entertainment as a whole. I think just of course different parts of the entertainment business, you have different issues. Because in, you know, outside of moderating for the show, like I host a lot of events. And mm-hmm. I kind of noticed the same, like the same thing within that space too. Like you have some people that just, you know, because of um, accomplishments and, you know, people probably always, always tell, you know, bigging them up and making them feel bigger than life. And, you know, like I mentioned earlier, some people just get that big head and they forget how to be humble or forget where they came from or forget like, hold up, like, cool, these accomplished accomplishments are great and I'm, I'm happy for you, but you're still human at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. And so it's like you say, honest. Like for me, I'm big on like once you like fool me once, but fool me twice. Uh, no, 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 not. <laughs> I'm good. So no, I would have did the same thing. Like you know what? <laughs> That's cute. But I'm gonna go ahead and go this other way because if I don't, it's gonna be trouble. And I don't. Mm-hmm. That's like you said, it's not gonna do anything for me. But yeah, I don't. Th- I don't think it's just comedians. It's they. Because even even in the music industry, that's another mm-hmm. that I that I learned a lot about um, just from having friends that are heavy in the music industry. It's just I think it's just a people, and I, I don't even know if I want to call it a problem. I'll call it a a people area of opportunity, where it's just you know some people just lose sight, and it's unfortunate, but it's it's like to to not expect people to be that way or to have these attitudes and. Like that would be setting an unrealistic expectation for ourselves anyway. So I'm always big on like, I'm always going to give people the benefit of the doubt. But at this point, the things that we've seen in life, you can't do anything to surprise right. me. Like, <laughs> oh, okay. It's just like, oh, okay. That's how you, that's how you move. Okay. That's not, that's not a space for me. I wish you the best, but I'm going to go ahead and go this other way. Because yeah. people, people going to people. And sometimes yeah. I just, I just be looking like, I know God looking like, mm, my people are so ghetto right now. They do. <laughs> It's about time for me to come home. And I just be like, Lord, just take me on the first round, please. Hey. <laughs> take me on the first round. Get her down here. Are you uh I know you gotta be tired of reporting uh almost seems like almost every month almost or every other month you gotta talk about a comedian's death. <sighs> and I just wanna 
shout out just taking this time right now, man. Uh, shout out R.I.P. to my man, uh, Teddy Ray, Jack Knight, uh, two good brothers, you know, saying that I knew. But uh, I know you got to be tired of it. It is. Yeah, it's it's it weighs on me a lot more. Um, I think the heaviest one for me recently has definitely was definitely Teddy Ray. Mm-hmm. Um, big shout out to Teddy Ray, his family. Um, we had um, Teddy Ray had been on the show before and I met him in studio in person. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure, as you know, like Teddy's like I get chills just thinking about him, like his just his personality, his energy. It's just all love and you could feel it like there was no ego. There was, you know, it's like I don't care where I've been kind of like that. Like I said, like being able to remain humble and remember where you came from. Like he was just the most loving person. And literally the day that we filmed that show, my anxiety was like the worst. Like before the show, I'm like shaking, trying to like, you know, get ready. And then, man, sleep was on. And like, we had to stop recording a couple of times because I just couldn't gather myself to, you know, read the intro because the intro had the details of how he was found. And every time I got to that part, like Mm. I would just break down in tears and I was just like, Slink, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Like, I I just need to go take a moment. So I took like five minutes, went to the back, literally was bald, like one of them ugly cries too. Not even, and that's, that's the thing with me like you know some people can do reports and like they can kind of they just have like tears falling and they're talking you know that's not how it works for me when I cry I get this frog in my throat the tears I get this ugly like it's just one of them ugly cries and Teddy oh man and then Jack Knight hearing how he passed yeah it's it's definitely um I really hope and pray that these bring light to like hey check on your friends check on your fellow comedians check on, you know, just check on people. Um, And I hope the people that are going through it too, like, I hope this is a wake up call to like, let me seek help. Like, it's okay to get help. We weren't put on this earth to do life alone. And yeah, man, it's- Even, uh, uh, even, uh, you know, rest in peace to to Fuquan. But in all three of them scenarios of how they pass away with, the drugs, the suicide, the um, health issue, all three of those situations are big things, you know, just in life period, not just in comedy. It's just in life period that a lot of people, you know, we need to take more serious, you know, um, especially, you know, when it comes to this mental health and your, and your, just your daily health, you know, being a comedian, especially when you're on the road so much, you have to be more conscious of number one, what you're putting in your body because you, we are getting put in, we do get put in situations to where we are eating bad, but you have to be more, we have to be more, you know, controlling, you know, and more controlled of what we do put in our body. But also that mental health aspect, man, is huge. And I I hate that it gets so put uh, under the rug like it's just something that you can just get over, but that mental health man is is a is a big problem right now. It's it's vital, and I think every um, which I haven't heard of um, what Teddy Ray's cause of death was. I just know he was found in a pool, um, 
So yeah, I, I don't know what his his is yet. Yeah. Um, but I I definitely agree when it comes to to health, especially mental health, because you know the physical aspect, like there are options. People know, like you know, hey, I know if I eat this or da da da. But when it comes to mental health, it's like our community has been so afraid to like go to therapy or you know talk to people or sometimes and it's it's not not even just a fear thing but um you know we try to be strong and go ahead you said it's hard to cut you off i I want to want to add this to what you're about to say is that i don't i i never thought that it was also a fear aspect i thought the fear aspect was just put in because it was more a financial thing we always Mm. we grew up in a, we grew up, you know, in a time where we didn't have the financial means to barely live, you know, day to day. I'm not adding anything extra financial that I can't afford. So instead of just saying we can't afford it, no, black people, we're not doing that. That's that's stupid, you know. And that's that's where I always felt like that. That's where that came from. Yeah, I say I say fear just from my experience of like every time I do bring it up to somebody, they're always like, "Oh, I don't need no help. I ain't yeah. ain't nothing wrong with my mind," you know. I mm-hmm. and it's and it's kind of like a fear of of how I'll look to people if I say that I'm in therapy because sometimes we mix psychology with psychiatrists or psychologists about with a psychiatrist. Yeah, and those are two very different things. It's not saying like, "Oh, you're." something's wired or you know you're Mm -hmm. you're crazy and a lot of people I'm not crazy and it's like no well first of all who cares what people Mm -hmm. think but it's not saying that you're crazy first of all the black experience in America in itself all of us need therapy (laughs) like every single one of us need therapy and it's not to say that you're crazy it's just you've had experiences and your ancestors have had experiences that are affecting you let's talk through it with somebody to understand like okay Here's the thing, but what is the root of it? Okay, let me go back to that root and understand it and unwind it. And it gets ugly. Let me rip the band-aid. I'm in therapy. And I love my therapist. She'd be in my business, but I love my therapist. And every single time it's always like, okay, cool. This is the issue, or this is what you notice that you do that you may not like or you want to change. But what's the root of that? And I think our I think there's so many complexities when it comes to therapy in our community, but also in that same breath, I think we're doing a better job of having these conversations of saying like, hey, therapy is great. Like, I love therapy. Mm-hmm. I go to therapy. I love when I see black men talk about therapy. Like, that is like, that just melts my heart. I'd be like, come on, y'all. Go ahead, bro. Y'all shut up. And women as well. But for men, like, I just have, I have a soft spot for men because not often are y'all given safe spaces to be open about your emotions or to talk about things that you're experiencing or to talk about you know you know just just those intimate conversations y'all don't have a lot of those safe spaces so I'm big on like anytime I see a man you know being open or anything I'm like you know what go ahead brother you you bad with your bad Mm -hmm. self go ahead you you out here being strong and whatnot changing the narrative (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, man, I I love literally like I'm not an advocate for therapy just because it sounds good. Like I go to therapy. I love my therapist. Like I'd be telling her like, girl, you you all up in the mix. Mm -hmm. But okay, I got this. I got this other thing that I'm trying to figure out. And it's it's such a weight off your shoulder. Like it's such a beautiful place to like understand, because even now when I when I do things like if I do an action that I'm not proud of, 
I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, okay, that made me mad, but why did it make me mad? Like, mm-hmm. what what's the real root of why I'm acting like this? What, girl, what's what's really like? I be talking to talking to myself. They say smart people talk to themselves, and now I understand why. Girl, what's going on? What you what's up? Mm-hmm. And then once I figure it out, it's like, oh, bet. Like now, now I understand. Okay, now let me apply some things that I learned in therapy that I that I probably wouldn't have gotten if I didn't go to therapy. Right. So yeah, I'm a I, mental health is so big, and I pray like comedians, especially because y'all share some of the deepest, darkest things on stage. Mm-hmm. And the reason why, I, like, I can never do comedy, like. To share those things and know that you're doing it to get laughs from people, it's like yes, you. It's funny and it's amazing to be able to put it. It in sounds a crazy. So, it, it no, y'all got a little bit of now. I will say in a most successful way, y'all got a little bit of. Crazy. You you have to though. You have to in every anything in entertainment. Like I feel like you have to have a little bit of crazy, and I feel like comedians like y'all got that plus some in a in a beautiful way though. It's it's the art is phenomenal like what y'all do is phenomenal i will never ever ever put down the art of comedy but at the same time y'all be opening up about some Mm -hmm. things and it's like that can be therapy for you yes but like are you really making sure you're taking you're taking care of those things and really making sure you're healed from those things so when you get off stage and you go home you can sit with yourself and be okay with those things that you discussed and just got laughed with or at I don't know how y'all receive it, but right. um, yeah, I yeah, I, I pray more people open up to to. And there's so many resources for therapy mm-hmm. now. I know you mentioned like the financial piece. There's so many like free resources. I know Taraji mm-hmm. P Henson just did um, free therapy for Black men. Um, so there are just so many places and people that are willing to. Hey, let me at least give you some type of experience right. so that you can at least try it, and then you know. See it, you know, and be able to go on for yourself. Because I mean, I went to when I first came to LA. I went to therapy. Uh, I was going to. I seen a uh, therapist when I first came to LA. And and it was so it was so funny. Uh, because after a couple sessions, I would go in there like she's not gonna make me cry. She's not gonna make me cry today. No, she's not gonna make me cry. And as soon as I'm leaving, oh, I'll, I'll see you next. We yes. I see you. We man, that's beautiful though. That's so beautiful. Like I, I can't understand why we try to like stay away from crying. Like crying Mm -hmm. is a release. Like even like God gave us emotions for a reason. Like to be mad, sad. Like those are emotions that you're supposed to feel at one point. Don't stay in them. But it's you're human. Cry, oh my, like now my friends and I like girl I just need a good cry I'm about to I'm about to go home okay how you about, I'm about to go home watch some love movies and I just need to cry ain't, ain't nothing wrong with me I just need to cry I in a minute I'm tired like I just I just need that release and I'm telling you after have you ever had a good cry and then you sleep I've never that is the best sleep to me <laughs> that ugly crying and I fall asleep on the oh my gosh baby what I wake up renewed, refreshed. That is, oh, release, yes, mm-hmm, release that. We gotta cry. People gotta cry oh, more. Man. I think. I think if society, we need. We have all these holidays, and some sometimes some of these holidays that be on the calendar, I'd be like, what is that for? What are we? What are we doing? We need a national cry day, just a day where everybody, you know, what, go in the house, take a moment, 
and just cry. Oh my gosh, I think the world would be such a better place. Ooh, road rage wouldn't be a thing. Before you get on the road, just cry. Cry, sister. Cry, brother. And then get on the road. Ooh, I'm going a, I'm to a figure that out. I'm going to make a national okay. cry day. Just a relief. <laughs> Hey, so I know uh I know at one time you wanted to be a lawyer. Mm, come on, you research. Dabbled, you dabbled in photography. Come on, research. So after so and now you're a moderator, TV personality, you know, host. So what's next? You're gonna be a school teacher? <laughs> you're gonna uh you gonna you're gonna work for Apple. You know, I don't know. You know what I mean? You never know. Ask it, you know. You never know what the Lord has. But if you really think about it, though, right? So when I was a kid, I I said I wanted to be a lawyer, um, which I don't even know what what encouraged me to want to be a lawyer. But once I learned, like, how much I may have to lie, I was like, "Mm, yeah, that doesn't quite fit well for me. Like, because if I get a client that I got a lot for, uh, yeah, I'm I'm probably not going to have a lot of clients. I just... I can't do it. Um, but if you think about it, though, it all those things would have been preparing me for where I am. Because when you're a lawyer, it's a performance. Mm-hmm. Like when you're when you're in there, you have to make people feel things. You have to pull emotions out of people, regardless of what state they're in. You have a room full of people that are coming from different places and different areas in life, and their day started off completely different. And you have to get them all on one accord. See, come on now, mm-hmm. it's the same. It's, that's why that's why after watching uh method after watching method man in power and watching law and order i feel like i can go in there and do it like yeah judge see on the night of june 22nd man he gonna tell me man, get, get your ass out of my courtroom yo sir just go ahead your just, ride is outside go out before i put you in contempt get out outside Go on, go on, get it. Go on, go on ahead. Go on ahead. And yeah, and, and with photography, I mean, I still love, um, first of all, I, I couldn't be a photographer at this point in my life. However, I am able to identify very beautiful moments. You couldn't so, even do it as a, as a side thing? No. Mm-mm. Oh, that means you got no, no. love for it. No, I, I, I just don't. It's like elevation. You you gotta you gotta know where you fall, right? So it's like oh, I know. <laughs> it's like when you ask me would I raise Shakari, like, no, why would I do that to myself? Raise her for what? I, uh, no. So the the things that I'm seeing with photography now, it's like, you know, I'm not there. So I'm I'm good over here. I'm I'm good where I am. I love where I am. I love moderating, I love hosting. I love acting. This is this is my this is my scope. I feel fulfilled here. Photography, I'm gonna let y'all over here do that. But I know how to curate, you mm-hmm. know, some photographers for a business because I can look at work and identify like, you know what, I love how he did this or I love how she did this. Oh, they probably, you know, being able to do things like that. But to be a photographer, mm-mm. so let me so a couple of days ago. One of my uh, friends, she posted on Instagram. She said that a lot of the uh, younger younger people shouldn't be, you know, uh, looking at social media to become a social media influencer because mm-hmm. be trying to become a social media influencer just means you're lazy. I totally disagree with that statement. I told her, I said, well, 
if if making you know because i know friends that do i say if making six figures making your own schedule and not having no no immediate boss is lazy you can call me lazy all day <laughs> i'll take that put me in put me in coach <laughs> and and so we ended it we ended the conversation with we agreed to disagree you know but she has she's coming from i feel like the older school mentality where they not understanding that the work the workforce is changing you know we're younger people have are changing a lot of things when it comes to uh the old school way of doing stuff Mm-hmm. And I don't have an issue with the the social media influencers. If you have an opportunity to build a career off your phone, why not? Because I, and then my also thing was is that I said you're looking at looking at it at at a small scale mm-hmm. because it's so many people that started with their phone and built huge careers. Yep. You know, Courtney Wayne, just hilarious. Yeah. Uh, and numerous other people that I just can't think of right now, but it's tons of examples out there. Now, just like anything, just like sports, just like music, um, just like uh, um, be even even in the doctor field, not everybody's going to hold is going to hold them top spots. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the social media thing, it's kind of like anybody can get it because you're 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 in control of trying to build your audience long as you build your audience you're fine you don't need someone to say okay this person right here i'm going to take this person right here and give them 600,000 followers no it's is you know it's you building the content and then putting also putting the work in to try to build your audience every day so yeah. i, I I like I said, I totally disagree with her with calling it lazy. I just feel like it's a new way, it's a new way of doing things. Yeah, and I, I actually understand both ends because I think on her part, I think this age of um like social media influencers, it has the possibility to build a lazy generation. Mm-hmm. And let me because some people just see it from so let's think consumer as if I'm 10 years old and I'm like, I want to be a social media influencer from the outside. It just looks like, Oh, all I have to do is post, but they don't see like these people are planning content. Like it's so much that goes into being an influencer that a lot of people from the front end, they don't know. So it's like, Oh, I don't, I don't want to work. I don't want to do these things. I don't want to build, you know, build, you know, myself up or learn different things because I'm going to be a social media influencer. And it's like, it's fine if you want to be a social media influencer, but understand it's not just about, oh, let me take a picture and post it mm-hmm. or let me record a video and post it. But I also understand, and I agree mostly with your end of it, when we look at the totality of what a true influencer is and what a true influencer does, it's a lot of work. Even yeah. like I'm I'm nowhere near an influencer, but just trying to like keep up with posting in itself. Oh my gosh. <sighs> What you mean? I got to come up with content every week. What? In addition to taking care of myself, in addition to adulting, which is not what I mm-hmm. thought it was going to be. Like it's 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 definitely not as easy as people make it look. It's not as easy as people make it seem. Seem. However, I think what you mentioned is the most important piece to it. 
if you are going to be a social media influencer, I think it's important that you invest your money into other things. Yes. Um, I cannot remember this uh, comedian thing, but he's the one with the blue hair. Um, blue hair? Quay. Um, blame, blame it on Quay. Yes, blame it on Quay. Okay. He does like the skits with like, uh, he just looked like a girl with like blue hair or whatever. But anyway, he started building um, restaurants like Crab, Crab something. I, I can't remember off the top of my head because I'm thinking okay. of it off the top of my head. But he started building businesses from his social media influence influencer profile you know like mm-hmm. actually let me get real estate let me do things that i know because social media may not be forever internet may not be forever if the internet goes down how can i prepare for that so i think it's a twofold i understand what she's saying but i don't think to make it a blanket statement to say like oh if you're a social media influencer you're lazy like no it has the possibility to build up a lazy generation but people who are actually doing it and actually doing the work like you said behind the scenes and actually taking those you know, the money that they're getting and, and applying it in other places, which right. you should do anyway. You should always have multiple streams of income. It's, it's not lazy at all. Not at yeah. all. Not even a little bit. Not even, like, if you're really doing it, doing listen, it, oh. Listen, baby, I, I'm, can't even, I can't keep Listen, I gotta, I gotta post, I gotta, I gotta create something today before I leave the house and, and post it. Listen, I'm at the basic level. Right. I'm at the basic level of, of, of doing it and it tires me out already Every week. <laughs> because baby take a week off if you want to take a week off if you want to you're gonna come back and be like well where'd my engagement go <laughs> and i'm i'm big on like i love you know having an audience online but i like converting that into like a real community mm-hmm. because there are things that i know that i'm currently working on behind the scenes that i probably can't push to the front right now but i'm gonna need that community to come together because i want to pour you know pour into people but if I had, and just doing that little minute, baby, I'd be like, I got, it's Friday again. I gotta, today I have to post. And mm-hmm. I'm over here like, I, I don't have any more. I'm out. <laughs> I posted twice this week. I'm out. <laughs> I'm burnt so, out. Well, uh, um, we're about to, uh, we're about to get out of here. But I got to ask you this before, before I go. So, being having the the extra exposure to yourself now in your life you know you're a, a you're a celebrity now mm. how do you how do you deal with the extra attention you get in your dms <laughs> no you don't even pay attention to it at all yeah I, I i ignore a lot um in my dms and i and i used to be the person that because naturally i'm just a nice person i genuinely love people like, I love, love, love people. And like I said, I know in my mind that there are other parts to people that are not so loving. But as a whole, like, I love people. I give people the benefit of the doubt. So I used to be the person, like, if you hit me up, like, hey, I really love your word. Da, 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 da. I'm the type of person to respond, like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it because I do. Like, I don't take this lightly. I don't even consider myself a celebrity, you know, but that's just me making sure that I remain humble, remember where I'm from. It wasn't until about... <clears throat> A couple of times where I respond back to people and I'm like, oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And then I get a video of how can I say this in the most um, PG way? A man releasing himself. (laughs) (laughs) In the video. (sighs) 
And the first time it happened, <laughs> the first, and I know, I know, we gotta go, but I gotta tell the quick story. So the first, the first time it happened, I think I ignored, I ignored one guy and just like blocked him. Mm-hmm. The second time it happened, it was a picture, and um, so I sent it to my friends, and I was like, "Hey, any of y'all want this? Because like obviously I don't, don't." So my friends at the time were like, "You know what? You should send, you should send him a picture back." I think I got one. Don't judge my friends. Judge, don't y'all don't judge my friends. Don't you got? I love I love my people. Uh, One of my friends was like, "Yeah, I think I got a um, a picture you can send him in the stash." So, <laughs> ah, so I was like, "Okay, cool, bet." Because he dis you don't at this point they hyped. I'm hyped up. He disrespectful anyway. How dare uh-huh. he come in here like I didn't ask for this? And right. I'm you know I don't even get that type of energy like. Sir, what are, what are you doing? So I send one back. I send another man's. I have no idea who this, who that man was. Uh-huh. As Kiki would say, I have no idea who that man is. I send another man's, you know, situation. Uh-huh. And I was like, um, I was like, next time you think about sending a picture like this, you should um, consider who you're sending it to, or something like that. And I blocked them on Instagram. This man found me on Facebook. Mm. and wrote me and said, um, yeah, I wasn't really trying to disrespect you. I was just trying to put my blank deep up in you. And I was like, you know what? At this point, I'm not responding to no more DMs. That's it. That's it. I'm done. And because I would have been, like, I, would, I thought he was going to be like, you know, he was going to feel real disrespected. Uh-huh. Like, you know, just, man. No, I... And I'm never like an eye for an eye. But that day, I was just like, I got to I gotta give you something better, sir. Because you obviously need to be taught a lesson. It didn't teach him a thing. It didn't teach him a thing, and at this one, I I don't, I I I don't. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Some sometimes I will like, and even now it's like to a point where I'll respond to some people, but then like that person wants to send me like fifty videos and like like constantly like just sending me stuff, and it's just like I didn't I didn't reply for this. I don't like having notifications. I don't like having that number at the top of my message. Can you not send me all these? all these videos <laughs> please just stop please y'all please if you out there and you hear me and that's you please <laughs> stop just stop I be trying to be so uh, nice but just stop stop uh, yeah so yeah I don't uh, I don't I don't I don't pay attention to it um because it's you know most times too like I I love and appreciate people that show me love and most times like it's people like write me in my comments or something like I'll try to reply or at least like heart the message but most you know I I just don't want to fall into the hype of the internet like the internet is not real mm-hmm. um now if these people start showing up at my events hey you can get all the replies that you want but if it's just the internet thing it's just like I appreciate it but you know not everything needs to be replied to uh, so uh so you got comedy hype. Um, you have the Black Friday report. What else do you have coming up? Um, really quick about Black Friday report. Make sure y'all stay tuned. Um, my brother Killer Mike and I are producing that. Um, right now we are in a very, very, very exciting space. I'm super excited for what's to come from it. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that's for us, truly by us. I am busting my butt behind these scenes. Um, to get it to you all on a on a mass level, so stay tuned for that because Black Friday report is 
it's moving, y'all. It's moving. So thank you to everybody okay. that believed in me on that. So I'm super I, excited for that. Well, just know I I did subscribe to the Instagram page. So I appreciate I'm one it. I'm one of your followers on there. I appreciate it. Yeah. And I'm I, I definitely am gonna do something for people who have because I haven't been posting on that page mm -hmm. um as much just because of, you know, we're in the pitching stage and a lot of things are going on. So I wanna wait to make sure the branding is aligned with the things that are happening. So thank you so much. I will be mm -hmm. gifting you all with something very, very special. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, so outside of that, um, I do have Wadi Eye Productions, um, which every time I say that, people are like, come and say what? You got what production? Mm -hmm. um, it's my production. It's Wadi Eye. So a while back, I was in a season of just pouring into my friends and telling them, you deserve it. Um, the acronym for you deserve it is Y-D-I. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then this is how my brain works. Don't judge me because my daddy already did. Um, so, but when I say the acronym, it sounds like a word. It sounded like a word to me. So Y-D-I, like Y-D-I, Y-D-I, Y-D-I. And so I was, wow, that sounds like a word. Like, let me, let me tie in a few things. Two things I wanted to add is that it's to have, be connected to God and be connected to Africa. Um, so it's spelled Y-D-I-Y-A-H from Yahweh. Okay. And then above the I and above the A, uh, or actually the I and the A are from the Sudanese alphabet. Um, so that way the the word is Wadi um, Yah, which is connected oh. to God and connected back home to Africa. Um, yes, yeah, so Wadi Yah Productions is producing a lot of, it's a lot of things going on that I just can't talk about. <laughs> that's cool. Well, that's, a good, that's a good thing. It's super, super exciting. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm blessed. I tell people all the time, like, I'm grateful through the, the ups and the downs. And when I'm in the downs, that's when I try to tell myself to be even more grateful because I know that I'm going through this to learn something or like it's something in this pit that's supposed to prepare me for something else. So I'm making sure while I'm down there, I'm, you know, I'm in the trenches, I'm in the moment. I'm not trying to force myself out of it, just allowing myself to go through it and not try to, you know, jump up out of it or find a way to make it in. It's like, yeah, this sucks, but God, what are you teaching me? So I've learned a lot in those pits that are preparing me um, for the for the big part. So um, yeah, I'm super, 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 super excited. Some amazing okay. things going on though. All right. So uh, so now we so now that so now that we we're cool now, I I'm gonna be looking. I'm like, okay, which okay now I can get the the follow. You know, saying the follow back. I know. don't follow you. No, nah, you don't Hold follow on. me. Stop right. Stop right here. Hold the phone, hold the phone, hold the phone right now. That's not like me. Most times, with any time that I, uh, hold on, let me see. Brandon Jordan, right? Mm -hmm. Look at this, watch this, y'all see that? Hold on. Yep, oh, everybody wait, see hold this on, Hold on, wait, hold on. Boom. Man. And mm. I'm gonna make sure, okay. You know what? I ain't gonna talk about this first picture that I see. Oh no! <laughs> actually, no. That 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 video is that actually press it right now while we on. I'm looking at it. Oh, <laughs> not just sliding out the crack. <laughs> I love it. Makes sense. I love it. It's my birthday. There we go. See marketing. Cause, cause, look, okay, it's cool. I know what you want. Let me give you what you want for a little bit to really tell you what I need you to. I need mm -hmm. you to pay attention to. Smart man. There we go. Smart man. Let me go and double tap that. Yeah. And no, I, I would definitely. Um, 
I know we we have a studio, Comedy Hype has a studio out in LA. Um, so I definitely love to to connect. And I mean that. I'm saying that mm-hmm. here. Let this go live. I, I definitely want us to connect because I'm I am big on relationships, um, especially with good, genuine people. I appreciate you and I want to tell you know, tell everybody watching, I appreciate you so, so, so much for your patience. I know getting up to this point for us to sit down and talk um, was mm-hmm. quite the challenge. But um, <laughs> it's you know, not every yeah, I, I definitely, we've definitely had experiences where, you know, situations happen and life happens, right? We're all humans, things go on, um, but I appreciate you so much. So I definitely want to stay connected. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, let's see what we can do together. All right. Well, thank you. And uh, now when I come to Atlanta and when I uh, hit up the Waffle House, I'm like, when it's time to pay, but like, no, I know sympathy. Y'all not. I, no, I could eat for free. What you mean? You gotta go to the black. You gotta go to the black owned businesses for that. Oh, we. I go wherever. You know. What I, I'm we go lo- local green. Go to local green. Local green come. and just throw your yep. name up there. Hey, hey, come on now. <laughs> I'll, I'll make sure. Evil. I'll tell Zach. I'll tell Zach. Zach, Young Brandon's coming. I'll I'll send it. Take care of him. There you go. <laughs> got to be black owned though. Got to be black owned. That's fine. We we would do that. We would Sounds do that. I well that's um oh give your uh, your Instagram. Yes, you can follow me on all social medias at Symphony Thompson. That's Symphony S Y M P H O N Y Thompson T H O M P S O N. Symphony does not have any crazy letters, any extra <laughs> E's, no C's. It's just like the orchestra. Symphony uh, Thompson, y'all follow me. Keep up, and I love y'all so much. Thank you. I and uh, y'all remember it's Brandon Jordan comedy. And uh, that's another episode, and I will holler at y'all later.